I'm Haley Oaks, and this is Milk Trails. A journey in the out-of-hospital birth experience. Prior to motherhood, Madison was intrigued with everything birth-related, including her own birth story of being breached and born by cesarean. From her work as a postpartum doula, she had been exposed to many birth stories, including home birth. She was also fascinated by what's known as free birthing, which is giving birth without the presence of medical professionals. But in the early weeks of her pregnancy, Madison decided to establish care with a midwife. At 38 weeks after a 24-hour labor and a discussion of transferring to the hospital due to her exhaustion, Madison finally gave birth to her son in the comfort of their own home. Um, so you were a breech baby, and you know that only 1% to 3% of all babies remain breached by the time they are due. So you're quite special and unique. Special. Did your mom have a vaginal breech birth with you? No. She had a C-section, but she didn't know until the day she her water broke and she went in. She didn't know that she was breached. She didn't know she was having a C-section. Oh. I guess they knew, mm-hmm. <laughs> but she wasn't clear on that. Wow. Yeah, so her water broke, and they're like, cool, head to the hospital now. And she was like, what? I need to leave her at home for as long as possible. Like, she knew all the rules. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then she got there, and they're like, cool, the OR is, like, ready. That's shocking. So, yeah. How, I mean, did she talk about her birth as she an experience that was traumatizing, or no, just kind no, of felt like... I mean, as I've been more interested in birth, I've been so insane that you didn't know but we've like my dad was allowed to videotape the whole thing and we've watched it like every year on my mm. birthday which is so they weird. so they videoed like, the c-section yeah wow so i mean she said she just felt really out of it yeah but she didn't feel traumatized by it or like i don't know she was meeting her baby yeah she's probably excited yeah. yeah i think she was more were you her first mm-hmm. okay and do you have siblings mm-hmm. your only child um, how interesting. So did you know that birth story growing up when you were a kid? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I just knew she had a C-section. Yeah. I would find out I was breached and what that meant. Mm-hmm. And then more recently that she didn't know she was going to have a C-section. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Mm-hmm. What specifically about birth prompted you, or at least your interest and fascination from such a young age? I really don't know. Because... I don't know. I feel like a lot of people are like, oh, my mom had these home births. Mm-hmm. And I heard about birth my whole life. And I was, it was not at all like that. Mm-hmm. But I would watch like birth, a birth story or something mm-hmm. on TLC mm-hmm. as like a little child, mm-hmm. like at 6 a.m. when wow. there was some weird programming on early that morning. <laughs> and I was like almost embarrassed. Like I didn't tell my mom that I did that. Oh. And I didn't like tell my friends, obviously. I yeah. would just like be awake fascinated by these like incredibly medicalized births, but mm-hmm. still really cool. Um, yeah, and they're just always, like, pregnant women were, like, so cool to me, and I, like, definitely dreamed about being pregnant, like, mm. forever. Wow. So, I don't know. I'm it's interesting sure. when it comes, when it hits you kind of younger, yeah. it's definitely, I think, then sort of a calling, which then, yeah. you know, you, your work as a postpartum doula, did you ever consider being a birth doula, considering you loved that side of it, or? I did. At first, I, when I knew what a doula was, I was like, I'm going to be a birth doula. But I don't know why. I just was like, I don't know if I can handle that. I think mm. it was more of a, I was scared of it, kind of. Um, 
and I had been watching kids and then I ended up watching like younger and younger mm-hmm. babies. I was like, oh wait, what if I could like watch babies? For yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I found out that that was the thing as I was like planning to do a birth doula training. I was like, oh my God, Got I it. Do postpartum doula training. And yeah, now with having a baby, I'm like, should I be a birth doula? Because then I can work like less. I don't know. Mm. So maybe in the future, but. And how long have you been working as a postpartum doula? It's been three years since I did my training. Wow. But I probably worked consistently for like two years. Okay. Yeah. And so tell me about your interest in, in free birth or unassisted birth. And for those who don't know, it's when a woman gives birth without the presence of a medical professional at the time of birth and sometimes even during the pregnancy. But what exposed you to that and what about that in particular um, – fascinated you yeah um so I started looking into like the Los Angeles doula scene trying to like find a community and find other people that did this because as a 20 something year old none of my friends knew anything about that Mm -hmm. um and I came upon LA doula project and Emily Benner at the time she's now married with a different name um and she was kind of the first one that I met up with and I went to like a march for um like birthing person rights mm-hmm. and all of these like radical things and mm-hmm. I was like well this is so cool and at the time she wasn't super like at least public about being into free birth but I guess just following her on social media and like becoming her friend um she started getting really vocal about it and was like, wow that's crazy mm-hmm. at the time mm-hmm. and then yeah, I think she came out with her podcast maybe right before I got pregnant. And that was just, like, fascinating to hear other people that did it and how common it actually is. Um, and I think just hearing people's birth stories in the doula world about the trauma and the lack of choice and, like, power that they had in the medical system, I was like, well, I can see how people would choose that route. So I considered it for myself, but I think if I didn't find a midwife that I really loved, I would have gone that route, but we like genuinely wanted Sarah at our birth instead Mm. of not wanting anybody. Right. So, but yeah, it was just fascinating and also like normal. So, yeah. Um, Ben, how did you feel about that and how do, or how did you feel about out of hospital birth? Was this a norm for you or... Was it, did it take some kind of coming around to and information? I don't really like hospitals to begin with. So I was just thinking, you know, why would he? Mm-hmm. It's just not, it's a place you go when you're sick, not when you're going to do something happy. But it's just the norm and everybody's just born, when they're born, it's just, just thinks of, probably because they're born in a hospital, like that's where you go. The doctor knows everything. There's no way someone else can more, know more than a doctor. So you have to go there. Mm. And I just thought, I mean, if you're at home, you, you already feel the best when you're at home anyway. Why not have your kid there? Mm-hmm. Amazing. Um, how, well, given how experienced you were, you know, and, and, and how much you were exposed to just from hearing from your clients and your own personal interest, did you ever fear that you knew too much or that you would kind of like, put too many of other people's experiences yeah 
onto what yours could be? I mean, I think even choosing home birth was already, like, I mean, it's hard to say. If I had no, like, background, if I would have chosen that anyway. But I think it was almost, like, a fuck-the-system kind of choice Mm -hmm. for me. We actually saw a birth center, and I was like, this is beautiful, this is where I want to give birth. And Ben was like, yeah, it's so nice, but, like, our apartment is bigger why don't you want to drive 25 minutes and like just be in essentially our bedroom but a different place it's true Mm -hmm. okay (laughs) so I still had a little bit of fear like when I was first pregnant Mm. and I was like yeah I want to be somewhere that's like close to a hospital but um yeah I think yeah hearing other people's experiences definitely made me afraid of a transfer Mm. I had a lot of fear about that um, what, what specifically came up for you as far as that, was it the process of transferring and the unknowns mm-hmm. of what would happen when we get there or the sense of urgency or a medical complication? Uh, I think it was more the process of transferring and how I'd be treated once I got there, knowing that these people, I'm assuming these people don't support home birth mm. and all they want to do is cut me open, mm. which is obviously not the case for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, I never really thought it would be, like, a medical emergency. I thought it might be, I'm tired and I want the epidural, which is what most people transfer for, I think. Um, But, yeah, I still, like, that just sounds like the worst thing that could possibly happen. Mm. So there's a lot of, like, working through that because my midwife pointed out that the more you manifest that not happening, the more likely it might happen. You should probably deal with those emotions beforehand. Yeah. So, so what what worked for you? Because I think that's a pretty common fear. Yeah. For a lot of women or families choosing out of mm-hmm. hospital birth, and and how to kind of sit with that comfortably, and knowing, you know, you may not ever get to the place of resolution, but just how to sit with it so it's like just there and not overwhelming. Yeah. Um. I don't know what specifically I did. We definitely talked about the process of like what that would look like instead of it just being this Mm. mysterious urgent thing in the midst of a birth which is so much scarier than when you're not in it so I think when we were getting into my like third trimester Sarah was like okay we need to talk about this Mm -hmm. you can't just keep saying I'm not gonna go no matter what I'm not going um yeah so we just talked about what it would look like where we'd be going I met a doctor who, if it wasn't an emergency, would, like, show up for me, and that felt good, actually. I guess that's, like, a tangible thing that I did. It was like, I can meet this person instead of going somewhere with 20 possible people that might show up. Right. Um, And did you ask that particular doctor, or did you discuss any things that were, you know, you would like to remain intact even though you were going to the hospital, like... Yeah, did you discuss those preferences or, or? Yeah, so Sarah recommended him to me, but also said he's not going to not give you an IV. He's not going to, you know, like do these radical things that mm-hmm. you might want. So just know if you're going to the hospital, you're going for intervention. And like the battle might not be worth it to say like, I don't want the headlock. Just go in there and like let some things happen that yeah. aren't the end of the world. Mm-hmm. And that took some like working through too. Cause I was like, no, you can't tell me what to do with my body. But again, keeping in mind, like if you're going there, it's not for a free birth. It's for right. help that only the hospital can give you. Right. So 
And that's when it's sort of medically indicated and those things can actually help you and not hurt you, which is the opposite of what you hear when you plan a hospital birth, like that cascade of interventions that starts with the IV. And so it really is a different thing, but it's hard to kind of trust that before you've ever gone through that yourself. So, um, and then how did you find that, you know, looking back, what would you say really best prepared you for your labor and birth, both physically and mentally? Physically? Nothing. Yeah, I honestly did not do much, and I don't think anything would have truly helped me. I mean, I'm generally... Is that so funny? (laughs) Maybe funny, maybe not. It's like, like I think differently. Um... I mean, I started walking towards the end because I was getting swollen and Mm. I wanted him to come out and I knew that that was good, but I really did not like work out. I was so miserable for the first 18 weeks. Wow. That's a long time. Yeah. I wasn't like throwing up. I was just in bed. Yeah. It was actually a funny quick story. Um, We were living off grid in the mountains. Wow. Growing marijuana Uh last summer and got pregnant <laughs> didn't know um we got pregnant probably like 20 days before our wedding what <laughs> didn't know <laughs> until after the wedding uh-huh um so then he I decided to come back here because I was like I do not want to be pregnant on the mountain mm-hmm. and I don't like it anyway mm-hmm. so I was here and he was finishing up up there until November wow. so I was pregnant from like August to November alone oh man <laughs> I was like in bed just miserable but do you have are you from this area do you have yeah fan- okay yeah. so like weekend. our moms were here and our friends but I didn't feel like doing much yeah I could see that yeah. and also kind of like when your partner in crime is not around it's like yeah. you just don't feel yeah it's just like bleh. yeah so I didn't do much then mm-hmm. I wasn't motivated to start doing much after that um, but we had our doula do a, like, two or three session childbirth ed hmm. kind of thing. Really, like, um, made for us instead of in group setting. Mm-hmm. So that was awesome mentally. And for him... We went to the class first. We tried a class yeah. in a classroom setting with other and people. Awesome. And they were all doing hospital births, but going to the class. So mm. we thought that it would yeah. be better if our doula could do it and she happened to be able to. Amazing. Yeah. yeah, so that was awesome. And she showed us like rubozo things and spinning babies, things that we could do. Madison is referring to exercises one can do during pregnancy and labor that encourage a baby to be in an optimal position in the mother's pelvis. This can make for a smoother laboring and birthing experience. These exercises can be found on the website spinningbabies.com. So I don't know, that helped to get to know her better too and like have her in our home beforehand. At what point did you find Sarah? What point did you... F- Early. Early. <laughs> yeah. As soon as we toured the birth center and we're like, let's explore home birth. And I texted Emily, mm-hmm. that same radical doula, mm-hmm. and was like, if you were to have a midwife, I know you're pregnant and doing a free birth, but who would you have? And she was like, Sarah, Horizon midwifery. And I was like, okay. Wow. So I met her and I was like, yes, I love her. And she told me, I'm not the most hands-off person you're going to find. I'm not going to, like, never check your baby's heartbeat. I'm not going to, you know, not tell you to test for gestational diabetes. But if you tell me you want to do something or do an alternative, whatever, I'm going to respect that. Mm. And she did. So, yeah, I knew as soon as I met her. And I called him on the mountain. I was like, I found 
<laughs> and I was like, okay, I mean, I trust you. Like, I'm sure she's great. And so did you ever see an OB or no? That doctor, the backup the ba- doctor. Okay, but, but not yeah, no. starting out in your care no, and then transferring. with her, yeah. So how many weeks do you think you were when you... Wow, that's amazing. I know it is, you know, it's kind of hard to wait that 10 weeks and not because anything is like, they're not going to, it's not going to change anything about the pregnancy, but it's just nice to have some, a point of contact to be like, is this ever going to end this nausea or what else can I do? And yeah, it's, 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 so that's why it's actually nice to establish care, establish, you know, and that you're like agreeing to sign on, but yeah early and that way you have someone to reach out to when you have questions and concerns before that first prenatal visit at 10 or 12 weeks or something so I'm so excited too I was like I just want to start like talking to someone all the time about this oh it's amazing yeah um okay so tell us about the labor and birth how far along were you when you went into labor and Yeah. yeah so I was 38 weeks um I think on a Sunday and that Monday morning, I woke up at, like, 5 a.m. with contractions that were different. I had had, like, some Braxton Hicks while I'd be, like, cleaning or doing something intense, but mm-hmm. it never hurt. Mm-hmm. So that morning, I was like, oh, my God, this is it. <laughs> and I always felt like I was going to go early. I was born at 38 and 5. Interesting. And everyone was like, cool, you're a first-time mom. You're not going to go early. And right. I like, yes, I <laughs> And I knew exactly when we conceived, and that made me 40 weeks that time. Ah, so interesting. Like, it's fine. I'm yeah. going. It's fine. <laughs> going. No one can believe me, but yeah, I know. Like, I know. It's fine. Um, so, yeah, I woke up that morning, and I texted Sarah. I was like, I feel something. And she was like, okay. Yeah. See you in a few hours. <laughs> like, keep me posted. I'm sure she was like, cool, this isn't happening. Mm-hmm. So they went away. Then Wednesday the same, or no, Wednesday night, I went to bed you know, like 8 p.m. Mm-hmm. pregnant, mm-hmm. and then he was kicking and like rolling and moving so aggressively. Like I felt like I was gonna pee my pants every two seconds. Mm-hmm. What's happening in there? Like, are you okay? He's trying to get out. I don't know. Texted Sarah again, and she was like, "I was like, is this a labor thing or just a pregnancy thing?" Mm-hmm. She's like, it doesn't sound like labor. It just sounds like a happy baby. Yeah. Maybe take a <laughs> bath, or I don't know. Like he's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did. So I took a bath, and I think he maybe calmed down when I went to bed. And then Thursday morning again, contractions, like, stronger. He, I needed him to, like, be quiet. Then. And these, if you could describe them, were they low down? Back. Like, oh, okay. Uh-huh. Um, Good walk. Yeah, like, I would have to stop where I was, like, brace myself. Um, they were in my back, but then... Well, it was, like, constant pain mm. in my back, and then when a contraction would come, it would be, like, I guess around in the front. But it wasn't super low. It mm-hmm. was just painful. Mm-hmm. I had not felt that before. And then it was in my back, and I was like, oh, my God, back labor. Oh, my God, he's in the wrong position. Mm-hmm. Like, in my head, mm-hmm. that's where my doula work comes in. Mm-hmm. Like, I wish I didn't know this. Uh-huh. But did you do anything at that point, or did you just kind of let it happen? No, we just went to breakfast... I was there, like, talking to my favorite barista, like, I don't know, I might be in labor. She's like, oh, my God, you're still pregnant. I was like, not for long. Um, and we went on a walk, I think. They were, like, coming, but, nothing, like, they weren't close together. Mm-hmm. And they died down. Yeah, they would, like, day. die down at, like, 
like somewhere in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. And then I was like keeping Sarah updated in Medulla or on like a group text. Everyone's like probably rolling their eyes at me. <laughs> and I'm also rolling my eyes at myself, but I was so stoked. Yeah. And convinced that it was happening. So yeah, they died down and I was like, oh, this is the worst. Aww. So we went Did it to- feel like you were going backwards or you just wanted it to like keep going forwards? I just, yeah, it just was like this hope and then like defeat. Hmm. I don't know. I wish that I, now I wish that I just like was happy that he wasn't coming yet and just was like, mm. okay, like last moments of pregnancy. But when you're in that place, you're just like, this needs to end right now. And mm. any like tease that it's going to end, you're just, you want to like run with it. But my doula kept telling me like, just because this isn't it, it's going to be it. Like one of these days they're not going to stop. So like, yep. it's happening. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, you're right. You're right. morning. Um, so then Sarah was like, I need you to like drink some wine and just go to bed. Stop looking at the clock and very like freaking out about this. So I took a bath and tried to drink wine, but it wasn't good. I hadn't had it in nine months. Yeah. I don't want this. So try to go to bed. Ben fell asleep immediately. It's like 8 p.m. And I did not fall asleep. And then I was, like, vocalizing without realizing it. I was like, okay, hmm, they're back. Mm-hmm. Next to my doula, if this isn't it, I don't know what's happening. Because, like, <laughs> this has to be it. Um, I think I went into Ziggy's room because we had a bed, a full-size bed in there. And I was like, I'll just lay in here and let Ben rest because I'm pretty sure this is happening. And it was. So two hours later, I was still, like, moaning through everyone. They were coming... I don't know how often because I couldn't time that. Right. I was like, that's how I know it's real. Mm-hmm. I can't look at my app and like mm-hmm. enter this information. <laughs> so I texted my doula. She's like, yeah, that sounds like it. Do you want me to come? This and is what time? This is probably like 10. Mm-hmm. Like it had been going on. Ben is still sleeping. She's I'm literally 50 feet away. Is that accurate? I don't know. Not far away. 25. Okay. Less. Great. <laughs> 25 feet. I'm like, Babe, in the yeah. middle of contractions, he's not waking up, calling his phone, not waking oh up. Oh my like, gosh. Okay, cool, cool. Unassisted yeah. birth, it's great. No more. But I want it, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think he eventually woke up, like, probably only 30 minutes later. Felt like forever. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think I started bouncing my ball. We called the doula over pretty quickly, maybe like 11 or 12. And I was eating strawberries when she got here and, like, laughing in the middle. And she was like, hmm, okay. Mm-hmm. She didn't say anything. But afterwards, she was like, yeah, I wasn't sure if I should have been there. Mm. But it quickly ramped up because I wasn't eating anymore and laughing. <laughs> <laughs> so this is where it gets really fuzzy for me. But I guess we called Sarah. And that was probably midnight. Mm-hmm. And told her, like, Kim's here. That's our doula. Um you know, I'm coping, but this is it. And she was like, okay, like, keep me posted. It's going to be a long time of this. Mm-hmm. And I was like, great. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> so, yeah, I was just laying in bed. I didn't move much because mm. I just didn't feel like I could. And every time I'd have to pee or, like, want to move, another one would come even mm-hmm. if it just ended. I was like, oh, my God, mm-hmm. this is exhausting. And they were still kind of in your back? and Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were in my back a lot. I didn't think about it as much then, but, like, thinking back, it it was in my back. And 
now looking back those few days, we were like, yeah, he was probably trying to like rotate mm-hmm. and get into some kind of good position. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I was just laying on my side and Kim was rubbing my back. Ben was asleep next to me now on the bed mm-hmm. with a little me, closer. Yeah. And then he has the balls to be like, babe, you're being really loud. I'm going to go see if we can hear outside because I don't want people to like be bothered. Well, I am the property manager too. Yeah. Right. So, so he feels this like responsibility to warn people that we're not abusing right. someone or something. <laughs> and he puts this note on the door. Very sweet. That says, home birth in progress. Sorry for the noise. Like call me That's if you amazing. Have concerns. Which is, I mean, by the way, I think people's main concern when considering a home birth is the neighbors, right? Yeah. And so the fact that you are not only in an apartment, but you're the property manager of the place <laughs> that you felt like comfortable, you know, potentially letting out any sort of like noise or yeah. anything like that. So, yeah, I mean, um, I'm in control. <laughs> right. So but, that, like, but that did that ever enter into your... No. Yeah. I did not even realize... He took a video of me, and I it's, like, horrifying to listen to. Really? Because I didn't even realize. But it was just, like, coming out of me. Yeah. Which I'm glad, because I don't know if, like, in another setting I would have felt mm. so comfortable. But mm-hmm. I was just like, this is what's happening in my mm-hmm. body. I need to do this. So I think I did that, like, literally every contraction <laughs> for my entire labor. Yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> um, yeah, so then I guess some hours went by. Uh, still not moving much, mm-hmm. still on the bed, mm-hmm. maybe getting up to pee once in a while. Um, and I think Sarah either called us back or maybe Kim said we should probably call her. Um, and we had said, okay, Sarah doesn't really come until it's like pretty close to time to push. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh my God, it must be close mm-hmm. to pushing. <laughs> that must be what this means. I don't know how anybody knows that, mm-hmm. but cool. Like I'm excited. So she's like, let me hear you have a contraction. I'm like, okay, one's coming. Yeah. <laughs> she listens, and it was like the longest, like hardest one. She was like, wow, okay, yeah, that was a long one, huh? Okay, I'm going to head over. It was like 3 a.m. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay. And then she got here. She turned on the light, and I was like, don't do that. <laughs> like, just so annoyed at everyone yeah. trying to, like, sleep. But I was just so tired because I had been up every day that week like 5 a.m yeah and mentally just like is it happening is it not I was tired Mm -hmm. um yeah so it was pretty much just all night just working through it Sarah came out here and slept on the couch with our cats and just gave us some time did she check your cervix when she got there or I didn't want to know Mm -hmm. (laughs) I was like I don't think I'm far enough to like be happy about the answer Mm. So I didn't have her do it, but I guess she did check me at like four Mm -hmm. a.m. So a little bit after she got here. Yeah. And I was only three. Mm -hmm. It was horrible. So she told you or yeah. She was like, do you want to know? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I want to know. Because I felt like I've worked hard. Like this must be going well. She's like, okay, good news and bad news. (laughs) (laughs) You're like three or four. And I was like, what? She's like, what? his head is right there. I can feel it. And I was like, well, then why am I only three or four? Like, that doesn't make any sense. Mm. Which, of course, that doesn't make sense. Nothing makes sense. Mm-hmm. But I was frustrated, for sure. Mm. And then I took a shower, apparently. I don't really remember that. Somebody told me to do that. But standing was so rough. Mm. So I did not do that for long. I got back in bed, threw up. And I was like, 
oh my god, transition. <laughs> I'm ready. Let's go. This must be what that means. It wasn't. Yeah. The sun was coming up, and I was like, oh my god, it's been all night. I'm like not pushing. But I was like, okay, I just threw up. Like, that has to be good. Mm-hmm. So I think she checked me again at that point. And I was six, which is good. Good progress. But I was still not pushing. Not, yeah. <laughs> I was not pushing. And I was not happy. Um, so I was like, can I get in the tub then? Because, like, fuck this. Mm-hmm. I can't do this anymore. Still hadn't, like, moved at all. Which is kind of unbelievable to me. Because I knew move around, Mm -hmm. like, walk around, sway your hips, but I just couldn't fathom, like, moving my body or getting out of bed. It just seemed impossible. It's hard for a lot of women to move. I think it surprises them. Um, But actually, laying down is the position that no one wants to be in. It's always the one that we want women to be in to, like, make their contractions longer. Yeah. And they always have to get up onto their hands and knees or, like, leaning over, and you were the opposite. Interesting. I think because I needed to, like, curl up into a ball when they would come. I just needed to, like, die a little bit. Mm -hmm. And if I was standing, I felt like there was nowhere to, like, hold on to or, like, I don't know. I couldn't get comfortable. Yeah. So laying down, like, just made the most sense. But, yeah, I was, like, I didn't want to be in a hospital, like, forced to be in a bed. Right. There you were. Yep. (laughs) But in your bed. It was my bed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So I got in the tub and I stayed in there, according to Sarah's notes, for two hours almost, which wow. felt like ten minutes. Yeah. But, yeah, the sun was up. I remember, like, okay, it's morning. This is rough. Like, I don't know why I thought it would be morning, like, eight hours. It doesn't really make any sense. But I was like, the light is really Seems killing like me. Seems longer when you stay up all night. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, like, the change of, like, dark. I think maybe the light, too, was kind of, like, sort of, like, jarring. Like, at night, it's kind of cozy and... It makes sense to, like, be in a dark room in bed, but when the sun's up, you're like, what's happening to Mm. me? Like, it's not as calm. So, all this time, by the way, Ben's texting my mom, and I think his mom, Mm -hmm. updates. And I don't know if, like, I don't know, maybe I said, oh, I threw up, so it must be close or something. But he, like, texted my mom at 4 a.m. or 5 a.m. being like, any minute now. And my mom didn't hear anything for a long time. So, come to find out, she's like, Oh God! Like they went to the hospital. Something's wrong. Just didn't have time to. Update Did you know that about that though? In no, late night, no idea. After. Thank God. Okay, good, good idea. Yeah, ben for not telling me that. <laughs> I had no idea that he was like updating anyone. Take care of that. <laughs> um, um. Yeah. So then I guess at seven thirty. A.M. I was eight centimeters. Mm-hmm. And she checked me in the tub. I remember telling her no. She's like, can I, like, can we see what's happening? I kind of want to know what's happening. And I was like, no, you can't go up in there. Like, absolutely not. And she's like, okay. <laughs> she just kept asking until I was like, okay, fine. Um, so I was eight, which is good. Mm-hmm. And then at nine, I was out of the tub. And I was just like, guys, I'm so tired. Like, I can't believe this hasn't been done yet. I'm like over it and I started talking about like going to the hospital and I was like I'm just so tired like I can't imagine doing this for however many more hours like it just doesn't seem like I can do it didn't realize then that that was transition Mm -hmm. I was like no I'm just done I'm giving up 
Ben was, like, awake at this point, but still kind of just laying next to me, like, not super hands-on, which is fine, because my doula was super hands-on. I didn't really know I needed him to be hands-on, but emotionally at that point, I was like, okay, I need you to, like, wake up and be here and, like, tell me I can do this, mm-hmm. because I'm about to go to the hospital. Mm-hmm. So we talked about, like, what transferring would look like and how I wouldn't get an epidural for, like, two hours from that moment and all of that. And I was like, okay, wait, never mind. I can't sit in a car. And I, why would I wait two hours and then maybe be, like, pushing? Like, this is just, never mind. I'm mm-hmm. not doing that. So Ben was like, look, you haven't slept. You haven't eaten. I'm going to make you a smoothie. You're going to get up and we're going to do something. So we got up. <laughs> he made me a smoothie. She threw up. Oh. Yeah, I had this, I downed the smoothie, and it was, like, amazing, and I felt good, and then I threw it up, like, two seconds later on the toilet, I was, like, peeing, and then I was, like, I need the bowl, <laughs> a lot of things. But it was a good thing. Yeah, it was good, I still felt more energized, having something, mm-hmm. and then, um, I think Kim did some rebozo, because Sarah was, like, it's, okay, Sorry, backtracking. The reason I felt so discouraged, like, all of a sudden, was that she checked me, and she was like, you're eight centimeters, which is good. But then she goes, I'm a little confused, because there's, like, something on my finger. It's not meconium, I don't think. But it's not blood. Like, it's not, like, what I would just normally see. Mm -hmm. And I hadn't been bleeding or, like, lost my mucus plug this whole time. Um... So she was like, I don't know if it's meconium. And I was like, okay, like, even if it is, like, we're not super concerned. My water hasn't broken, so that would be kind of weird. Like, how would it be on your glove? Mm -hmm. But then she was like, I also don't know if this is, like, his head. Like, it's just something feels weird. And I was like, oh, my God. This child is breech now. And it wasn't two weeks ago. Like, all of our fears have come true. I was breached, and now this is happening. Like, that's when, that's where my head just spiraled. And I was like, okay. Well, I don't want to start pushing and realize that this baby is breached and then have to go in an ambulance. So, like, fuck this. Let's just go to the hospital. So that's where that all came Got it. It was more than just being, I mean, I was exhausted also. But I was like, that possibility cannot be a thing. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. She later was like, I wish I didn't say that because obviously everything was fine. But yeah, she was just kind of confused because his head was like, I forget what the word Asynclitic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't just like head. It was like crooked or like mm-hmm. twisted or something. And that's why he wasn't like putting a bunch of pressure on my cervix either. So we came out here. I like leaned over my yoga ball and Kim did some rebozo sifting, which sucked during contractions. But seeing like the sunlight and being in a different room was like super refreshing Mm. and I remember us talking about where my duo was from and we were just kind of having conversation which was bizarre Mm -hmm. in the middle of all of this um but it felt better and then we were having a birth photographer come so she came because we realized like okay things are moving Mm -hmm. we're good we're not gonna go to the hospital Mm -hmm. we got this um yeah so then that was at like noon and then I think I went back to bed, and Kim had brought a peanut ball. So she was like, if you want to lay down, let's at least do that. And, like, keep switching sides and put that between your legs. So we did that. I was feeling a little better. One of my cats, who I was super nervous about having here during the birth, because they're very, like, attached and cuddly, mm-hmm. and I did not want them on my body. Mm-hmm. But they gave me so much space. And then at that moment, the, like, mom one 
came in and just sat next to me, and there's like this epic picture of her and my midwife and my doula just like sitting. Wow, just, like, it's a cold space yeah, for you. That's it was really sweet. So that happened, and I was like feeling better, still tired, but better. Yeah. And then this is what hour now? Like I think like twelve or one. Okay. It's like afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I realized that it was wow. afternoon, but it was long. Um. Yeah, so then we got back in the shower, and Ben came with me, because I didn't really feel like I could stand alone. Mm-hmm. That lasted a couple minutes, but it felt kind of good, and we kind of, like, checked in with each other, and we're like, okay, like, we're going to do this, like, we got this, we're mm-hmm. okay, and he was like, I'm here now, and it was good. He was like, I've slept all night, yeah, great, no, I'm just kidding. I'm so rested, <laughs> I'm ready for this. Oh, no. <laughs> um, but it did, it was like, okay... I wasn't really missing you before, but now, like, knowing mm-hmm. that, like, you made me the smoothie and you are like, pep-talked me, like, it helped for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. So then we took a shower for a couple minutes, I think. And then I just started being pushy at the end of contractions. Mm-hmm. I was like, hmm, what's happening in there? Because I think she had just, like, given us some time in that room by ourselves. And she's like, um... What, what yeah. sounds are you making? <laughs> and I was like, I don't, what? I don't know. She's like, yeah, you're, you're pushing. I was like, okay. So she checked me and I was only nine, which is great. But And had you like given up on this idea of pushing or were you like super excited when you heard that? Um, I don't, yeah, I think I had stopped thinking about it so much. I was like, I've got a second win. Like I can be in this for a little longer. Yeah. I think I'd stopped thinking like, what am I Mm -hmm. because I didn't realize that that's what was happening Mm -hmm. and I was like I'm not gonna push I'm Mm -hmm. just gonna let my body get my baby out Mm -hmm. that was the whole idea before this Mm -hmm. before like 18 hours of labor right um yeah so I was excited but then I was only nine so she was like I know you can't help it but we don't want you pushing against your cervix so I just kind of like tried my best not to push into it and Mm. just like let that happen but nothing else Mm -hmm. um and then I think I was I don't know if I was 10 but it was swollen or nine but it was like something was swollen Mm -hmm. because I had been pushing against it so she gave me arnica twice and I was like this is not gonna work like I'm gonna have to go to the hospital anyway but it did magically Mm -hmm. so that was awesome she was like cool you can start pushing oh she Checked me one last time, and she'd been saying your bag of water is bulging the whole time, but it never broke. So I was like, oh my god, maybe he'll be born and called. That'd uh-huh. be so cool. And then my water like exploded all over. So <laughs> yeah, as it does, it was yeah intense. Um, so yeah, my water broke. My doula was like, it's gonna feel different now. Like you're gonna be pushing, and I was like, I'm getting back in the tub. Mm-hmm. I did not want to have him in water. I was like not interested in that. Mm-hmm. But then I remembered that it felt good earlier, and they could not imagine pushing him out not in water. So, did you guys rent a tub, or did you have your um, own tub here? Sarah had one. Yeah. yeah. So we just had it. Oh, yeah. You're tired. Um. Yeah. So I got back in the tub. I was like pushing, and and how did that like? What did that feel like? And how did you know how to do it? Or did did Sarah have to kind of like tell you? No. Uh. I mean, I remember her telling me, I don't even remember if she really had to coach me. I remember her saying, like, wow, you're, like, super efficient at this, like, surprisingly. And I was like, cool, great. But I was, like, totally pushing. Mm. Like, I wanted him out so bad at that point. I was like, great, 
the permission. It was a different noise, too. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. I was, like, aggressively pushing, which I totally regret now, because it definitely made my postpartum healing a lot harder. Mm. But, yeah. Do you feel like it, it, he could have come out otherwise? Like, he could have come out yeah. had you not been pushing so yeah. hard? Yeah. And I wasn't even, like, really waiting for contractions. I was oh, just, okay. like, taking a little breath and going, wow. <laughs> taking a little breath and going, because I was like, yes please get out of my body. Yeah. And I felt his head pretty quickly. So I was like, cool. Like, I'm just going to do it. Yeah. And nobody told me not to, but she was like, try to put your hand. If you feel any like pressure or burning. And I was like, I can't put my hand anywhere. I have to hold these handles to push. And she's like, okay, all right. Like, yeah. Whatever. Just do it. Just, yeah. So I just did it. And it was only 40 minutes of pushing. Wow. Yeah. That's fast. So, and like, it was like crowning and then, I don't know, five minutes later, he was, like, out. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah. And there was crowning. Like, in and out. It was, like, oh, yeah. that's his head. Cool, he's out. Did it feel like what everyone says of, like, the ring of fire? Yes. But I just pushed right through just that. blasted right through <laughs> that. I was, like, fuck it. I don't care where my body tears at this point. Like, I just don't care. I wasn't afraid of that, but I was mm-hmm. aware. Mm-hmm. Like, I would prefer not to tear my vagina. Mm-hmm. That would be nice. Mm-hmm. But I didn't care at that point. I was just like, I need this child out. And, yeah, he came out. I guess the cord was wrapped around his neck, but I didn't even notice, and it wasn't an issue. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, he was screaming, like, so loud. Everyone was like, okay, buddy, hello, hi, you are here. He was so loud, and he's still very loud. I was bawling. Yeah. Way ten times more than her. Oh, my. I didn't even cry Did first. you think you were going to cry? Do you think you were going to get emotional? I or? I would, but not like that. I was just, like, uncontrolled. Basically, the first time I've ever seen him cry out of happiness was at our wedding, and that was, like, unexpected, because mm-hmm. he just isn't that kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Like, we're at the altar, and I'm like, man, we'll put, like, yeah. together. Like, <laughs> I don't want to cry. But he sobbed at our wedding, and he sobbed ten times more as oh. soon as he came out. So... It's such a relief, right? And also just, yes. like, there's you're holding so much, like, emotion and space yeah. and, like, strength for you that yeah. it's just, like, when it's over, it's just, like, oh. And also, it's just so real, you know, yeah. like, your baby. Yeah. I don't know if you experienced that of, like, it just all comes together. Yeah. And it's yeah. just crazy that it's, like, it happened and it yeah. works. Yeah. Yeah. Side note, this cat, or wherever he is, was really interested <laughs> Oh, yeah, when I yeah. was in the pool, was he, was like, he drank out of the pool. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> couple, couple uh, he's like, hmm, yes. And he yeah. was just down, he was around. Yeah, he was just The other like, two weren't, weren't really, but... Yeah. yeah, he was just sitting and, like, chilling. I didn't know because the pool walls are pretty tall, but there's, like, pictures of him just sitting there and, like, looking in. It's really sweet. And so you didn't get emotional, but what did you feel right after the birth? Like, Well, I remember right before we got, I got in the pool... I said to Ben, like, we're going to have our baby. And I cried then because I was like, oh, my God, like, I did it. Mm-hmm. I was like, I did it, I did it. And I was like, wait, I haven't gotten yeah. out yet. But, like, essentially I did it because that was, like, the hard part mm-hmm. to me. Um, I mean, I felt relieved and I felt, yeah, I think I was mostly just like, thank God, it's over. I'm so tired. Mm-hmm. And, like, five minutes later I cried. But I just had him and I remember them being like, sit up a little bit. Like, let's not have everybody underwater. Right. Like, he needs to be out of the water now. Um, but yeah, he was like perfect and I knew he was perfect immediately. There was no like panic or is he okay? Mm. It was like, he was crying and breathing and great color and everything. And he felt big to me, but 
I was like, whatever. Like, I don't know, maybe he's just not as small as I expected him to be. And then he was almost nine pounds. So he was wow. really big, bigger wow. than I thought he would be. Yeah. Yeah. And then I was a little bit, not in that moment, but beforehand anxious about my placenta. I just, I don't know. About I, it coming out? Yeah. I just didn't want to, like, have some retained placenta mm. situation and have to leave the baby home and go to the hospital. Mm. Like, that was another transfer situation I just did not want to do. So it came out right away. Great. Isn't that um, nice? Isn't that yeah. sweet? Yeah. She's like, if you feel anything, just push. And I was like, okay. Or cough. And I was like, I don't know. Everything, there's a lot happening. I don't feel anything, like, at this point. But I was like, sure, maybe. And it came out. So that was cool. And we had had another midwife. Well, she was going to have another midwife come no matter what. But we had met one at the Santa Clarita Birth Center because we got an ultrasound there. Mm. And I loved her. So I was like, can we have her? So mm. she came and she was like, a breath of fresh air because she hadn't been there the whole time and she's like funny and motherly and kind of reminds me of my mom she had a broken arm so a cast but she's still like doing her midwife thing and there is great so then she got me out of the pool tub I felt so weird because my belly was just empty and there's like so much happening it was bizarre it looked small already oh yeah it was like immediately gone Wow. It was crazy, and I had zero core strength. I was like, I don't know how to stand up. This right. so strange. <laughs> and I just got onto the bed. Yeah, everything's good. He, yeah, Ben was holding him, I think, at that point with the placenta. Kept the cord attached for a while. Um, we laid down, and he nursed right away and was, like, pretty alert. And, yeah, it was so sweet for, like, two hours. We just stayed like that. And then they were doing the, like, uterus massage, mm-hmm. in quotes, because it's the worst thing ever. And it was great, fine, I felt fine. And then they left us alone to just hang out with Ziggy, and I started feeling super lightheaded, even though I was, like, laying down flat. And I was like, hmm, don't feel great. Maybe Sarah should come back in here. Mm-hmm. Like, What's going on? And I was like, I'm really lightheaded. This is weird. So Renee, the other midwife, was like, let me just, like, do the massage again and make sure nothing's, like, still in there. Mm -hmm. So much blood came out. Mm. And I felt it. I was like, that was a lot. Mm -hmm. She was like, it's okay. Are they clots or Um, blood clots? I think it was, like, liquidy. Like, it was a lot. Um, No one freaked out. Sarah, I think, was a little more nervous than Renee was. She was like, you're okay. You're okay. Mm Because I was like, what the fuck just happened to Mm -hmm. me? Um, but yeah, Sarah was like, I kind of want to give you Pitocin. And I was like, okay, fine. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't care at this point. Um, so she did and nothing else happened. Stopped. That was good. Good. Um, but I was super, super lightheaded and still after that. Yeah. Mm. I felt okay immediately, but she kept taking my pulse and it was super high. My heart was Mm. like racy. My blood pressure wasn't great. Um but I mean it was still like beautiful and awesome. It wasn't panicky at all. And then we did the sweet little newborn exam and Ben got his cord and yeah, we just like snuggled in bed. They wanted me to get up and pee, but I could not stand up. Because so, you felt lightheaded. Yeah. yeah. Sarah was like, I'm we're not going to get you up. And Renee was like, it's fine. She can try. I'll catch her. I was like, you have a broken arm. Yeah. And I'm like six feet tall. You're like a hundred pounds. This is not going to go well. So mm-hmm. I tried crawling, but that still wasn't, it wasn't good. So they were like, just try to pee tonight. Like we, you're going to be fine. Yeah. 
So I crawled to our bed, and we all just got in bed and stayed there for the next People three brought weeks. Us food. Yeah, Amazing. everybody brought us food. My mom came over. My friend who lives two buildings down came and brought in and out of one in the morning, then Starbucks at seven in the morning. Yeah. Really oh awesome. my god, that's so my nice. My wife and yeah. Willow Starbucks, and then in and out the night before. Someone had posted something of like like a funny little thing of, you know, oh, can they come over and see the baby? It's like, yeah, midnight to 3 a.m. is great. Like, bring over some food and, like, yes. you know, because no one, <laughs> it's those hours that yeah, are tricky. Right, exactly. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Another thing I would recommend is we had a birth photographer who mm. was a doula there. Yeah. And she was a doula. we didn't even notice her. She mm. was all up in there getting good pics. Yeah. And like, we didn't even notice her. Yeah, so I, didn't I would recommend if that's something you're interested definitely to do. Yeah, it was awesome having someone that was a doula because she knew how to like be in that space without being like flashes and whatever. Like she totally present yeah. but invisible. Yeah. She came for like the last hour or two. Right? Yeah, she wasn't there great. for long, but it was great. So tell me about your laceration and that recovery. Oh yeah, so I didn't tear towards my um, perineum, mm-hmm. or I didn't tear my perineum, but I tore my inner labia, mm. which I didn't even know was a thing. Mm-hmm. Like, they kept trying to tell me, like, oh, this is what happened. And I was like, I don't understand where that is, which is, like, embarrassing. Like, But more common than you think. Yeah. So it just looked like someone had just cut, like, scissors. And I was like, mm. I always said I didn't want stitches no matter what happened. But I, she was like, I don't even know if they would stay. Like, you probably don't need them. It's just going to suck to pee for a while. And I was like, great. Yeah. <laughs> and it did. It was, it was gnarly. But it just, like reattached itself which is amazing amazing it was so cool to see like oh it's fixed Mm -hmm. it was so cool so I'm glad that I didn't do anything about it it just was very uncomfortable to pee but I kind of think it would have been no matter what yeah um how long did that last for probably like a solid two weeks where it like really hurt is it burn or throb yeah yeah um I didn't I like free bled. I didn't wear anything mm-hmm. for probably two weeks. Mm-hmm. I mostly stayed in bed. I would come out to the couch and sit on a chucks pad or a towel and just like be mm-hmm. because it was just a lot of blood and yeah. not comfortable. I couldn't imagine like putting something against my body. Um, so that was nice. Definitely recommend. Yeah. It was easier too, like less stuff to change and mm-hmm. worry about. Um, yeah, he nursed, oh my god, literally for two weeks also. And for a month. And straight. Yeah, he pooped right away, which was like relieving and good mm. to know. Yeah, everything um, works. Yeah, he was definitely working. Um, yeah, I think my recovery took a little longer because of that blood loss. I was pretty dizzy for mm. like weeks. I would try to get up and brush my teeth and still feel really lightheaded and like heart racy. Mm. So Sarah had me take B vitamins, mm-hmm. I think. And she was like, eat some steak, eat some meat, like get some bone broth, like please get something. We, you shouldn't be like heart racy at this point. Yeah. So yeah, I would eat steaks and burgers. <laughs> Do you run on the anemic side, like pre-pregnancy or? No, I was fine. Um, I didn't eat meat for like 10 years of my life, but mm. I never had any issues with that. Um, and when she took my blood like a week after she was like, Oh, you weren't as bad as I thought you would be. Yeah. But my pulse and my blood pressure still wasn't great. Um, 
But yeah, that went away. I took it so slow. I mean, we didn't leave the house for anything mm. except like maybe an appointment. We had his pediatrician come here. We just yeah, that's nice. We didn't leave. That's great. <laughs> yeah, my mom brought groceries and we just hung out, navigated breastfeeding mostly all the time. Mm-hmm. The next, the next phase. Yeah. So, what would be you know as a summary or kind of a sum up? Like, what would be your words of wisdom? for expectant parents planning an out-of-hospital birth and, you know, sort of the biggest takeaways that perhaps you didn't know but you are dying to share because it would have been really helpful for you or... And this goes to both of you as well. Um, I don't know if there's anything that was kind of, like, unexpected. I mean, of course, it's going to be different no matter how much you prepare, um, different than you think, but... I think because of my background, I knew, like, the step-by-step process, which was helpful. I'm glad I knew that. I don't feel like I knew too much. So I think, like, knowing enough is, like, invaluable. I don't think you should go into it and hope for the best. I think you should be armed with information, no matter, like, which route your birth ends up going. Because then you can advocate for yourself. Even if you're at home with people, like, you totally trust. Mm -hmm. Like, you don't have to do everything that they might suggest um and yeah the postpartum like taking it so slow I mean I always like tell my clients that and I think it's hard in this society that we live in mm-hmm. um not only are you told to like bounce back but you're just told that you have responsibilities that you have to get back to and unfortunately people have to go back to work which I fortunately did not so that was amazing, and I totally recommend taking as much time as you can to mm. just sit in your house. I mean, we watched, like, five seasons of something mm-hmm. on Netflix in those weeks because that's all we did, and it was awesome. And I, it still took a long time to feel normal, but I can't imagine if I was, like, out doing things. Did that surprise you that it took a yeah. while? Yeah. I didn't think I would take so long. Um I would read all these, like, free birth and even home birth mm-hmm. people saying, like, I felt normal, like, the next day mm-hmm. because everything was so natural. So I kind of expected that, but I did not feel normal. I still don't feel normal, but, yeah. <laughs> like, physically, I feel pretty normal. Um, yeah, it was surprising. Mm-hmm. Do you think that'll change something in your work when you go back? Yes. With your oh, my God. Clients? I just don't feel like I knew anything before. Mm-hmm. And, like, how did people me to tell them anything <laughs> I, I was clueless well I knew like the book what the mm-hmm. books say I know what is happening in your body but I didn't know anything about the emotional like shit that comes with it and yeah just how hard it is at 3 a.m when you're like screaming at everyone because you're like why can't I just feed my baby and go back to sleep it's, yeah yeah it's real oh yeah it's real that's so it can be so invaluable yeah I would say if I had any, if I had any advice, it'd mm-hmm. be maybe to the dads, but for everybody, it would be just remember before going into remember the last time your wife was in pain a lot, and how you how she dealt with it, how you dealt with it, and what I call the wall happened where you know she thinks she's in charge and then or in control, and then all of a sudden she wants she wanted to go to the hospital, and that's where I stepped in and started kind of making decisions for her, like okay, this is what you're gonna do breathe, think, concentrate, mm-hmm. like you can do this, remember your plan, stick to your plan, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, he kind just, of like I just helped her get over the wall, so, yeah. and it, 
it kind of came to me like, oh yeah, she's been hurt before. I remember like when she gets really hurt, she can't really think, you know, because she's in so much pain. So that's when I kind of like stepped in because Sarah was really took me aside and was like, I really think we should go to the hospital. And I said, please just let me try. Yeah. Like, I think I know what I need to do. Because we were talking about how it's not helpful to be like suffering. If you're in pain, that's what this is. Mm-hmm. It's labor. But if you're just suffering and we're not going anywhere, like we don't know how long you should do that. Right. So she was not saying we should go, but she was like, that's a totally valid choice at this point. Yeah. Like I understand where you're coming from. Yeah. You're not just being like irrational and crazy. Like, yeah. Yeah. But I knew that I didn't want to still. I just needed someone to be like, okay, hey, focus. Yeah. Like, this is where we are. Yeah. I told Sarah, I said, I'm going to kind of take charge here. And she wasn't really on board with that until she saw it work. Mm-hmm. So she she said, I don't know, maybe you shouldn't do that. And I just did it anyway. Mm-hmm. And then she saw it work. She said, okay, I'm glad you did that. Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah, it's like know your partner and remember you know, the things that have, like you said, worked in the past and, and to feel confident that like you actually know her the best out of anyone in that yeah. room and yeah. to, to feel strong in, in stepping in to be that like force and energy to get you through, which is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. She got in the cat bite from our cat and she was in the hospital for a while. And I kind of remembered that, oh how that was and it really took a lot out of her. So yeah. yeah. Kind of reference that. Well, thanks, guys. Yeah, so thank helpful you. and inspiring and insightful. It's <sighs> cool to talk about it again. Yeah. And he heard it all now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now you can just play it back every year, Ziggy. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Milk Trails. I'm your host and midwife, Haley Oaks. Be sure to visit midwifemilktrails.tumblr.com to access the show's notes, view photographs, or leave your comments. Stay tuned about new episodes by subscribing to the podcast on iTunes and tell all your pregnant friends about it. We'll catch you next time.